Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a suave experience with your boy, D. D. One who is dashing and has that boyish charm that you so desire. The ultimate optimist of all time and the prettiest podcaster of the century. It is I and I am back. So I took two weeks off, obviously, as you guys know, because I had to deal with some stuff at school. And yeah, that is basically the life of being a student. You just have to deal with that school stuff. But I'll try to be here as frequent as possible. Try to be here once a week. I'm working on some other stuff. Doesn't mean that I have forgotten you guys at all. I have not, and I will not. But today we have a very challenging episode. But I think you guys will learn from it and hopefully you guys enjoy it. And hopefully it challenges you to be the best that you can be and to not lose hope in a sense. Knowing that there is hope. So today, as you guys already know, you probably clicked on this by reading the title. And it's about keeping the faith, not losing hope, but keeping the faith. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Now, I know some of you guys out there, you probably don't have the same faith as me. But I truly believe that Christianity is the answer and Jesus is the only way. There is no other way. There is no other religion that lives up to it. The Bible puts it like this. May God be true and make every man a liar. So I hold that Christianity is a way. If you don't believe that, then I guess this is not the episode for you. But if you are unsure, just listen a bit and hopefully this will help you guys on your path in life. And this is encouragement for those who are already of the same faith as me and showing you that it is possible and sometimes you doubt yourself, sometimes you doubt God, but know this for sure. You must, in fact, keep the what? Keep the faith. So that is what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I'd say... The word of the day, uh, I don't want to do a word of the day. I want to do a fun fact of the day instead of doing a word of the day. So after doing my due diligence and researching, we're going to pull up the fun fact of the day. Just one second. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, here we go. So, the fun fact. The fun fact of the day for today's episode. Gummy bears first arrived at the U.S. in 1982. Now, if you guys know your boy DDU pretty well, if you guys are close to me, and some of you guys are, some of you guys are not or would like to, that's fine. But I love candy, <laughs> but I don't eat it a lot. But when I do, I choose gummy bears. And I obviously, man, if there's any gummy bear companies out there, 
I think it's Harabio from the I think it's from the UK. If you guys want to sponsor your boy and send out some gummies and some equity in your company, wink wink, nudge nudge. I would deeply appreciate that. But yeah, gummy bears is my favorite candy. It's my go-to, aside from Jolly Ranchers and Skittles. So, actually, here's a quick question. Question of the day. What is your go-to candy? Shoot me via DM, okay? Or comment on this episode, wherever you guys can comment. And just let me know. What is, what is your go-to candy? I listed mine. Mine is Gummy Bears, Skittles, and... Jolly Ranchers. But out of all of them, I'm going to say gummy bears because sometimes Jolly Ranchers, I mean, I usually eat them when I'm in church. <laughs> yeah, I usually eat them when I'm in church because like it's savory and stuff like that. Uh, Skittles, sometimes if you eat too much, your jaw gets tight because you're constantly chewing on them and it's hard candy. And obviously Jolly Ranchers, you have to, like, obviously it's more work. work. Sometimes they cut the roof of your mouth, which can be bothersome at sometimes, but aside from that, I don't know. I don't think it's that bad, but I think gummy bears, whether it's, I'm going to the movies, whether I'm just chilling at my house, or I'm on road, like a roadman, yeah? I go to that. That's my go-to. Jolly Ranchers, not really, but I like chewy candy anyhow, so I guess that probably explains why I like gummy bears. There is something that People say that gummy bears are pretty much the same flavor. It's just primed by the color. And when you see the color and you know each flavor. So, for example, the red one is supposed to be cherry. Because you see it's red and you know that it's supposed to be cherry, then you taste it and it tastes like cherry and vice versa for the other colors. So, I would like to see a study on that. I'll probably look into it. But without further ado... Let's get into the episode at hand. This is a suave experience with your boy, Didi. And we'll be right back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back in the house. We never went anywhere. Hopefully, you didn't leave your chair. That's a little rhyme for your head top. But we are here now, and we're going to be talking about keeping the faith. And this is from the book of James, James chapter 1. This is the New King James Version. Uh, I recommend the New English Translation as well. But always go back to the regular King James Version as your frame of reference. Okay? That's the closest example I would say. Because sometimes things get... um, (laughs) <laughs> when it comes to words, gets lost in translation. Not to say that the newer translations are completely garbage, but there's nothing better than the true source itself. And I know there's some people arguing, well, that's not the original language, da, 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 da. but that's the closest thing that we have according to people who actually study this and comprise the books from the Greek and the Aramaic as well as the Hebrew language that it was originally written written in so take it as you will i'd say you keep that as your frame of reference but if you have some trouble with the verbiage because sometimes it can get um pretty overwhelming 
So I would also suggest use those as a, a filler in a sense, but I'd say your sole purpose should be King James. So, and I can say this because I read, I think it's Philippians 4 and 13, famous Christian um, passage of scripture. And I guess some people might not look at this as a big deal, but to me it was kind of, of a big deal or not really a big deal, a concern or an eyebrow raiser, if you will. And it was along the lines of, instead of saying Christ who strengthens me, it's the one who strengthens me. So that's a big jump because <laughs> it's not even, they didn't put a capital letter in the, it's just the one. So that could be anything. Usually they do make a difference between even when you look at how the word Lord is spelled in the Bible, when they're talking and referencing God, they would put a capital G for God or a uppercase L for Lord. So you know who is what. So this one it didn't differentiate the two, which in my opinion is, I don't know, I don't consider myself a theologian maybe one day, but I think it's a pretty concerning thing. So that's why I said keep the King James as your main frame of reference. So here we go. James, Jesus' brother, grew up with him. And this is what he says. And if you're ever out of line, if you ever feel like you're slipping or not on fire as you were before, read the book of James. He will get your Rudy Pooh behind in line. So here we go. James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally, and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, not doubting, or in the Old Testament, or not the Old Testament, in the King James Version, not wavering, not doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let no man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man and unstable in all his ways. So that is James 1, verses 2 through 8. But the key verses that I would like to focus on is 2 through 4. Now, basically, as we can see here, that the scripture is basically talking to us and letting us know that, of course, we're going to face Trials. Jesus said that we will face trials regardless. You will face problems. And people will persecute you for my own sake. And it is true. And if you look over your life as a Christian, you've probably been persecuted one way or another. It's been hard for you to function and live the way you ought to live in this world that is an antichrist world. And I'm letting you know from now, sometimes it's not going to get as easier 
because you're living a counterculture life. It's one world, one way is this way to the left, and another way is to the right. So it's going to be difficult for you and for all of you guys to do what you are set out to, to do according to scripture. Sometimes you're going to feel like it is not worth being a Christian. I'm going to be a buck 50 with you, a thousand with you. Sometimes I don't even want to be at times because sometimes you look at people who are doing wicked stuff all the time and you look at how the world is going and you say to yourself, what is even the point? You feel like you want to just throw in the towel, just do what you want to do and get the best out of it. Now I'll tell you this. I wanted to do that in high school and to completely not go to church anymore. And it's because maybe I didn't feel I belong there. But if we're being honest with ourselves, by our own merit, none of us belong in church. It's only by the grace of God. And And I felt like maybe I didn't fit in. But even when I tried to fit in at school and try to do what other people did, I couldn't fit in with them either. So I said it was best for me. Because at the end of the day, for me personally, and I know myself, obviously, I could not forget my faith or do away with it completely, even though sometimes your flesh wants to do it. Even sometimes you just want to neglect it. But because I was instilled in me at a young age, and that's why Proverbs says, King Solomon, train up the channel in the way he should go. And when he's old, he's not going to depart from it. But because I was trained and I probably knew the books of the Bible before I learned my multiplication. So I knew nothing else. So even if I wanted to, I thought to myself, what's the point of going out there? And I also thought about it in this way. Even though sometimes the world does look attractive, I looked and I said this. If there's a lot of people in the church right now that are coming from the world who never grew up in church like I grew up in church, if they're coming out of that to come into this, then really there's probably nothing out there for me. And that's what part of it kept me inside the church, kept me inside the faith, helped me to endure hardness and hardship. Even when I was dealing with a lot of stuff in 2015, as a young teenager, 15, 16 years old, Man, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to turn. That's why it's good also to have mentors in the faith. It's good to have people that you can trust, that you can share. Maybe you want to talk to your parents about it. I've talked to my dad many a times, even to this day, and probably in the future as well. Not probably, more than likely in the future. Because it's good to have that mentorship, that bond with somebody that's been down that road before. Just like how Paul was a mentor or yeah, mentor to Timothy and other young up-and-coming guys in his day. And I think it's important for you guys to find a mentor or to be a mentor to somebody else because there's somebody else that's going through the same trials that you went to and you passed it. You passed the test. You made it forward and you did something good and you learned from what you've done. 
And God has shown you and proven you worthy to be in his kingdom. And it's not worthy because of your own merit alone, but it's by his grace and his mercy. And then also, you also have to do something as well. Because yes, his grace and mercy is sufficient and we are made whole by it. But if you don't put the work, then the whole thing about faith is dead, right? So you have to work towards it. You might have to fast. You might have to pray. You might have to read the scriptures. And of course, it's hard because there's so many things that you would rather do. Like, I know you guys like Netflix. Disney Plus is coming out too, November 12th. So there's a lot of things that are going to get your attention. So I know it's hard for you to keep the faith. And there's so many distractions that are not entertaining. It just be burdensome. So the trials that we're talking about. You might have lost somebody, and uh, I know how it feels. Um, sometimes your relationships can be strenuous, and it depends on what type of relationship. If it's with family members that you're supposed to be close with, then I could say work on it uh, and pray about it. But if it's just friends or people that you shouldn't even be around in the first place, you need to do what the Bible also says and cast out the scorner and contention shall fall away and reproach shall cease. So I also am a big advocate for that because I've done it in my life where I had to cut people off. And when you do that, especially with people that you shouldn't be around anyways, it makes your life 10 times easier than it would have been if you kept them around. Now, I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that you somewhat need or God has placed in your life for the good, but sometimes it gets rocky. Now, also, obviously, this is a trial. Obviously, you need to work it out. And sometimes it's going to take a long period in order to get through it. But I believe that if you keep the faith, you will make it through. This is just a testing of your faith. And that is going to produce patience, which is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Patience, long-suffering. You have to have that. That's how you know you have the Spirit of Christ in you anyhow, because you have patience. It's not about all this other stuff that we highlight in church, especially in the apostolic faith. But Jesus said, by their fruit, ye shall know them. And what are the fruits? The fruit of the Spirit. So if you see those same fruits, then you know that person is one of his. So, like I said, guys, I know it's tough out there. I know... It's not simple, and there's no simple regimen. There's no easy way in this thing. And it's not meant for it to be easy. It's not meant for it to be a, a walk in a park, but it's about endurance. Now, one of the things about endurance that is really important, and you guys all should think about, is when you, for example, if you guys were runners or whatever. And if you're a runner or if you jog, yes, pace matters. Yes, how fast you can get to your destination matters. But at the end of the day, it's just trying to run without stopping. 
that is the crux of it. You have to be able to keep going without looking back. Keep pushing. Keep believing. I know it's hard. Sometimes you work on something. For example, it could be a project. It could be at school. And certain things don't come up the way you envision it to happen. But that doesn't mean you give up on God. doesn't mean you give up on the faith. Because before the faith, you didn't have anything anyways. And I thought about it myself. And it's easy to say now. But I've been going through some stuff this past year and this year. And sometimes you look outside still, even as a young guy. Right now, I'm 21, and I'm thankful that I'm still here, still alive, still have my family, still have perfect health, all that stuff. But sometimes it does get challenging, and we do have our trials. And I, like I said, I contemplated many times, why am I here? What am I actually doing? Like, what's the point of this? But you have to understand it's in the darkest places where we can actually find out who we are and where we actually need to go because even jesus himself had the question if this cup could pass from me let it pass is it possible for it to pass from me right before he had to die but he had to be selfless and say you know for the greater cause for the millions and millions and billions of people i'm going to save I'm going to have to say, not my will, but thine. And that's the things that we have to think about. Sometimes it's not it's not about us. You look at Job. The Bible called him a perfect man. He did nothing wrong. And look what happened. And it was the testing of his faith that produced patience. And then he ended up getting blessed even more. But the blessing is not the point. It's about the endurance and the sovereignty of God himself. Knowing that we should believe him, that no matter how good things are, no matter how bad things are, I must keep the faith. I must believe that he is and that he's sovereign and that he knows what he's doing. And we question God. And there's nothing wrong with questioning God. Because even if you look at the word Israel, it means one who struggles with God. He got Jacob got his name changed to Israel right after he was battling the angel in the wilderness and his hip was out of joint after the fight because he was struggling with God. And if you look at the story throughout the Bible with Israel, you can see it there. So I just want to say to you guys out there, Just deny what you want to do. And I know it's hard. It's not a simple thing to do. But just stay true to the faith. And don't ask God for things when you don't really believe that he can do it. Because if you don't believe It's basically counterproductive because it's almost as if you want to believe, but you don't believe. I'm not saying that you can't question. Sometimes you might question, um, I don't know how he's going to do it. But you have to believe that he's going to do it. 
Otherwise, what's the point? You don't go to the doctor doubting his or her ability to give you the medication that is suffice for your sickness. You have to believe, hey, I'm putting my life in your hands, essentially, to a man or a woman that you will give me what I need in order for me to be healthy once more. So the same thing must be applied to God because if you don't do it, he's not going to listen to you. And you might as well be talking to a brick wall because he's not going to, he doesn't play around with that. And I know I have to say this hardcore for you guys to understand and for you to get it. But the Bible does not spare feelings. In Hebrews 4 and 12, it's a two-edged sword. It's not here to play around. But it also is not here to bash you either. So you have to be understanding. It is sharp and quick and powerful. But it also is concerning for us. So that is why I believe it. I will continue to believe it. Um, I've been in this thing since I was born. But I chose to stay. And I think that last part that I said about choosing to stay means more than being born in it because I didn't really have a choice from zero to 18. But my father told me when I was 18, he's like, yo, I cannot force you to believe this thing. This is what I believe. This is what I raised you up to be in the fear of the Lord my whole life. And I did my best. But as for you, son, you need to choose whom this day you will serve. And he said, that's all it has to be. It's your relationship, not mine. I can't serve God for you. And that's when I, and before then, I already believed in this thing. And I, like I said, I was never perfect the whole time. Um, Made mistakes. Um, Contemplated, like I said, about leaving. But somebody helped me out. People were there for me. And I'm hoping that each and every one of you, those who are still in the faith, those who have fallen away, I hope you come back. And for those who are not even in it at all, I hope that you join. But I hope that you guys understand this day. If anything, forget this not. Keep the faith no matter what. I know it's hard, but there's ways to get through it. Just keep the faith. This is a suave experience with your boy, Didi. And we will return momentarily. Welcome to Wrap It Up, Didi, or our wrap-up. And I sum up the show for you. So today we're talking about keeping the faith. And I talked about many things. I talked about certain decisions that you have to make. And certain trials that you're going to have to face and it's hard, it's rough. But I think and I know a lot of people who are of the same faith as me will understand this, that Jesus is the perfect example of what it means to keep the faith. By no means, I don't even think any of us will have to go through the great lengths that he had to face in our lifetime. And he did it and he's coming from heaven and he came down wrapped himself in flesh, and executed it. Now, obviously, this is not an easy person to follow, in a sense, to, to match it to the same magnitude. But 
like I said, if you are saved, you have his spirit in you. And he's going to help you through it. Like, I understand the Bible says that the righteous will scarcely make it in, which means barely. But at the same time, with him, all things, or with Christ, all things are possible. So you will make it if you fully trust in him. If you deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow him. You will do it. All you have to do is keep the faith. Don't waver. Don't get tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Don't get stumbled. When people make fun of your beliefs or try to put you down or when you feel so alone, just know that there's other brothers and sisters that, that can help you that have been down this road before. Ask for help. Yo, you can even shoot me up via DM if you want, and we can chop it up because I'm here to help and I'm here to serve just like any other man. I'm not better than anybody else because I can die and get sick just like any other human being that walked or walks or going to walk on the face of this planet that we call Earth. So I know that is hard for you guys. Understand. But I want to just hone this. If anything that you remember is that, hey, it's about endurance and it's about keeping the faith. Use faith as a shield. The Bible uses it as the, you know, the weapons of our warfare is not called known, but mighty through God. From the pulling down of strong hold. But so here's some of the weapons that we're dealing with that we have we have the shield of faith use that to block what all the people are saying about you what the bank is sending statements to your house or whatever via mail what your boss at work is doing with you or how your family member is are treating you or how even sometimes in the church, there's problems too. If there's people, there's going to be problems. So that's how I see it, no matter what they are. Because even you look at Moses' life, he had to deal with a lot of foolishness, okay? Two million people. Help them bring them out of slavery. And he still got ridiculed. So... It doesn't matter. There's going to be problems, but you got to, if you looked at every single person, Bible character, not every single one, should I say, but the ones that are God-fearing and lean towards God, they all have to keep the faith, no matter how hard their circumstances are. And the likelihood of your circumstance, I'm not going to downplay it, the likelihood of it being of the same magnitude as them, very slim to none. And if they can do it and they serve the same God and have the same God inside of them, I believe and I know for a fact that you can do it too. This is a Swap Experience, their boy DD. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. So if you want to share this episode or any other episode, make sure you subscribe to it, okay? Because if you're going to subscribe or if you're going to share Make sure, Didi, that you care. But if you need to share it, which some of you guys will, I know that you guys must subscribe in order to share it. 
So to keep up to date with the show, all you have to do is simply this. You go on Apple iTunes, Spotify. You can go on Google Play Music. All these different side of platforms are on 10 different platforms. You can go there and subscribe to keep up to date with the show. Leave a good review on Apple iTunes. Five stars only because it helps do well with the rating of the show. And I obviously will appreciate that because, you know, it's your boy DD here. <laughs> and we're trying to work hard for you guys. So thank you guys for everything you have done or everything that you're doing right now as we speak. If you have any suggestions, just hit me up. You can follow me, underscore DD, the suave kid. That is DD, the suave kid. You can hit me up on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, of course. Send me some info. Send me some stuff you would like for me to, to chime in on. And I'll see what it is and see what's worth it. We got a lot of stuff coming up for y'all. So, of course, you guys have to keep the style and stay suave. This is your boy, Darius D. DD. Signing off once again. So just chill. Just chill till the next episode.